If you're wanting to amp up your motivation or learn some of the most powerful mindset tools and info when it comes to getting the most out of your own mindset, then I'm running a free five-day motivation reboot challenge. It's only one hour per day over five days and is absolutely free and exclusive to my community. So if you're wanting to get more motivated or learn how to get the best out of yourself and your mindset, then register for my free upcoming Motivation Reboot Challenge. The free link is on the Michael Mojo Facebook page. I've also dropped an extra bonus on my Facebook page for all those who are wanting to get the most out of their mindset. I look forward to seeing you in the free challenge. Sometimes it is extremely challenging when someone just has a closed mind, yet you're trying to get information through to them. The most driven people in the world want to build great empires and leave a great legacy. This podcast, The Underestimated Entrepreneur, is my attempt at documenting the lessons I'm learning on my way to building a $100 million empire that helps people perform better in life and business. My hope is that you use these lessons to live a kick-ass life while building your own empire and leaving a powerful legacy. I hope you share and enjoy. In this episode, I'm going to dive deep into how to break through someone's mindset or their thinking patterns when they're being difficult to communicate with. Now, I've all probably had this challenge before, so let's talk about it. Driven mofos, in this episode, we are going to dive a little bit deeper and I'm going to give you some cool ways or some cool strategies to think through tough or challenging communications with friends, with family, or even people close to you. So let's get into it. So I was at one of our events the other day, so I run an event called Triumph. And Triumph is a leadership course. So it's where we dive deep into how to become a better leader for yourself, but also how to lead others more effectively. Now, I really believe that in order to be a great leader, you have to lead yourself first. So the first half of the event is getting ourselves right, getting the right mindset to be able to lead effectively, to maintain your focus, to get your head right so that you become more aspirational, driven, enthusiastic. Because that's what great leadership is, is it's being enthusiastic enough with a message to then lead other people. So that's part one. Then we start looking into your health. We go through mindset tools. We go through wealth creation tools. Because if you've got more money, it's easy to lead others as well. You know, that's why a lot of people who have a lot of money tend to lead people. So we want to get you right first. Then the next thing is we dive into things like communication. Because if we've got a message, we need to learn how to communicate that effectively with others and do negotiations, deal-making, dealing with tough people, dealing with challenges, time management. There's a whole bunch of stuff that we go through. It's a really amazing course. Now, you have to have done our Thrive Time event first before you jump into Triumph because Thrive Time lays the foundations for your success. Thrive Time, I mean, is probably the best personal development or personal growth event on the planet, especially if you're someone that wants to achieve at a high level and also be consistent at that level and not have huge peaks and troughs. But anyway, when we were there, we were talking about challenging communication. And one of the guys in the course put his hand up and he said, it's interesting. I have this friend of mine who is a business owner and he thinks that all this sort of stuff is just rubbish. I responded back to the participant in our event and I said, look, what does he do? How does he respond? He said, well, interestingly enough, he asked me fishing this weekend. So he said, do you want to come fishing with a question mark? And he said, I responded back and said, I'm at the course with Mojo. Anyway, he said, my friend responded back to me, sheep, written in bold letters with an emoji of a sheep. And so I asked him, I said, how did you respond? And he said, well, I just told him, I said, mate, look, this thing is helping me to be a better business owner. And he's there with his wife as well. And he said, I'm trying to become a better business owner so our business can grow. 
these events have changed and transformed my thinking and our business and we're achieving more, I feel better about life, like everything's going great. And his mate just sent back an emoji with a sheep. Anyway, you could tell he was pissed off and frustrated. And now I'm assuming we've all had situations like this where we try to get something through to someone and we try to explain something to somebody else, whether it's a friend, a family member, and they just don't want to listen. They just shut down. Maybe they're ignorant. Maybe they're arrogant. So I said, let's go through and role play this scenario. So we did a bit of a role play. And what I said was most people make a mistake is that they give a statement. Now, if you go back and you listen to some of the old podcast episodes where I talk about communication and uh, communicating with my dad and some of the challenges he's had in business, I spoke about that when we ask questions, we tend to open our mind up. And when we give statements, we tend to shut down our thinking. So if someone just says something along the lines of, I'm fat, that's a statement. And so your brain goes back to sleep because that's just the way that it is. If someone says, I'm broke or I can't afford it, then that's just how it is. If someone says, I don't have the time, that's just how it is. It's a statement. Whereas if you turn those into questions, you can open up your mind and it expands your thinking. So if you said, how can I afford it versus I don't have the money, you then open your mind up to be able to think. So when someone says, how can I afford it? They open their mind up to think of possibilities. When someone says, how can I manage my time more effectively? Or how can I create more time? Or where can I manage my time more effectively so that then I can have more time? Then you open your mind up to look for solutions. But what had happened was in this situation of communication, his friend sends the sheep or calls him a sheep. And then he responds back with statements. I'm doing this because of these reasons and this is the reason why. Now he's trying to explain himself to his friend. And I asked him, why are you trying to explain yourself to your friend? And he said, well, because I want him to come here. He's a struggling business owner. He said, I can see it. I can see he's got the potential. He's a smart guy, but he just struggles in business. He struggles with staff. He struggles with communication. He struggles in himself. And he said, I'm afraid one day he's going to have a meltdown or he's just going to self-destruct and destroy his marriage. He's going to destroy his family. And so I would love to be able to help him. And I said, it's interesting because most people that we try to help think that they don't need our help until they hit rock bottom. And then normally when they hit rock bottom, it's too late. I have this almost every day when I'm on the phones talking to people, when people's requests come through for calls or stuff like that, and I'm doing sales calls. So when I get leads through and most people that I speak to need my help, the challenge is, is getting them to see that. That's the hard part because part of them knows that they need it, but the other part of them creates a barrier or a wall or an obstacle because of their, maybe their childhood where they feel like they're not good enough, they're not smart enough. And so they create this barrier or this persona, which is a mask that they wear that says, I am smart enough, I am good enough, and I've got to show this to everybody. It's the reason why people overspend money. It's the reason why you know people on Instagram feel fat and feel gross and feel horrible, yet they post pictures of their body all day long, and they might look amazing, yet they feel like shit about themselves. It's what they believe on the inside isn't what they express on the outside, or what's going on on the outside isn't what they're feeling on the inside. That's very, very common. That's a disassociation between their persona, which is the mask that they wear, and the personality, which is who they believe they are on the inside. But anyway, let's go back and talk about this situation. So I said, look, when you tried to convince him, how did you expect him to respond? And he said, oh, shit, I didn't really think about that. And I said, well, most people don't. Most people don't think about how they respond in that situation. If your family members say something and you say something back because you disagree with it, an agreement's not normally going to be met. They're going to have their perception, you're going to have your perception, and then you're both going to try and push your perceptions onto each other's or your belief onto each other, which then just reinforces a belief. 
So it's been shown in a recent scientific paper, and I'll have to go back and have a look for it. But it was shown that when you push your beliefs or your ideas or ideals onto someone who has a counter-opposing belief, it actually reinforces their belief. So the more you push against someone, the more you just reinforce what they believe to be true because they're reinforcing their persona or the mask that they're wearing and most people don't want to be wrong. So I said, let's role play this in a different scenario. What would happen if your friend said, sheep, and instead of responding and replying back and coming across in a statement format where you're pushing onto the other person and trying to explain yourself, which then puts you on the back foot, why don't you ask a question where you can open up his thinking and make him feel shit about himself and the way that he's responding and approaching the situation? This person in the event said, well, how would you do that? And I said, does he have a high value on friendship? And he said, well, yeah, he does. And I said, okay, so he values your relationship. Is that correct? He said, well, of course. So I said, imagine going back to him and instead of responding with what you responded, if you just asked a question, something along the lines of, or you gave even a statement, which would throw him on the back foot. And if you wrote something along the lines of, it's good to know what you think about your friends. He sat right back in his chair and he goes, oh, that's good. And the reason why I said that is because if you just stop for a little bit and think when you're communicating with people and you put yourself in their shoes and you know, especially with friends and family, you know how they're going to respond. We all do. Yet most of the time we have these unconscious patterns or these unconscious habits that we just keep rolling back into and we expect them to respond a different way. Like I know with my mum, she responds in certain ways around certain things, the same as my dad. So if I want to push buttons, I can say certain things and do certain things, which sometimes is unconscious. I'm not aware that I'm doing it, but I just do it out of a reaction. And then they respond in a certain way. And I act as though I'm surprised that they keep doing the same thing that they've done for 20 or 30 years. So with our friends and family, if we know how they think, we can go into that situation and approach it differently. So when your friends or family respond, especially through text messages, or let's say it's a person via email, it might be someone that you work with, and they're sending you an email, the first thing that you want to do is just stop. Just stop and just chill. If I ever get an email or a text message and I'm pissed off about something, what I will do is I will stop and I have the 24-hour rule. And I got this from Warren Buffett, one of the richest people on the planet. What he said is that you just need to stop and don't respond within 24 hours. And so I have the 24-hour rule. If I'm pissed off about something, I don't respond to that email for 24 hours. What I will do is I will write it first without attaching the email. Because I've seen people do this before where they write something that they want to say and they, they hit the respond or the reply button. They write what they want to say and they accidentally send it. That's a really bad strategy because you might piss someone off, especially if you're angry and frustrated and writing that email. But what I will do is I will write the email without the person's name attached to it, sit on it, and then the next morning I'll come back to it, have a look over it, rethink the situation, and then I will respond. Now, if I think about the other person, I know their behaviors, their traits, how they're thinking, what they're thinking. Now, even if it's someone that you don't, you sort of know the pattern of behavior because you've probably dealt with it before. Most patterns of behavior aren't new. So you will know if someone sends a threatening email, threatening them back or challenging them back is not going to work. So you've got to think, how would I respond? This guy's being threatening. What's going to disarm that person? So it might be being kinder towards them, saying, I apologize. I didn't realize that you were upset about this. I would love to talk about it. And what you'll do is you'll disarm them or you'll lower their guard a little bit. And that's what you need to do. 
Driven mofos, I'm guessing that you found out about this podcast because someone shared it with you, posted it on their Insta stories, tweeted it, or something like that. I hope you're enjoying the podcast and getting a heap of value from it, just like those who shared it with you. As you know, I don't run any paid ads or sponsorship on this podcast, as it's my goal to get good information out to the world for free. The only thing that I'd ask from you is that you continue to pay it forward by sharing this episode and letting others know about what we do in this podcast so that we can keep growing this amazing community of driven mofos. So please keep the good karma rolling and share this episode with someone or just share it on your socials. In most conversations, most people want to go back and respond in the fastest way. You don't want to do that. Okay, what you want to do is you want to work through it as a process. So the first thing is if someone comes in and they're trying to intimidate me or they're trying to put pressure on me or something like that, what I will do is I will try to disarm them first and get them to lower their guard. That's step one. Then from there, we can start to open up conversation and renegotiate or re-communicate in a more effective way. And that might take three or four emails, it might take four or five text messages, and it might take a week. It might take two weeks. But you're better off doing that than just saying what you want to say really, really quickly, getting it over and done with so you can get it off your mind, which then creates a huge problem that you have to deal with for a week or a month, or you'll be thinking about this situation for a month or two moving forward. So I just find that you need to take your time, you need to be in control. I've mentioned this before on the podcast that if you're not in control, you're out of control. So you want to control communication situations. So in that situation there with that friend, the first thing that I would have done is that when he responded and said that if it was me and they said, you're a sheep, I would have just stopped and not replied for 24 hours. Because most people, when you don't reply, start to think, they go, shit, what happened? Did I push too hard? What did I do? Whereas when you respond straight away, you then get a reaction. You keep them connected, which is what they want in the first place. So leave it 24 hours and just sit on it. Let them think about the situation or the scenario. Then from there, respond with, it's good to know what you think about your friends. Then it will put that person on the back foot in most cases, and then see what happens from there. Okay, it might soften their guard. It might make them not talk shit to their friends like that. Okay, I wouldn't put up with that if my friends spoke about me like that. I mean, you're essentially saying that your friends aren't smart enough and that they're getting scammed by going to an event or a seminar or something like that. I mean, this stuff happens consistently with my events anyway, where people come in, they go, oh, my friends and family think that this shit is a scam. And I'm like, are your friends and family crushing it in life? And in almost all cases, no, they're stressed, they're frustrated, they're burnt out, they're tired, you know, their family's falling apart, their business is shit. Like most people who have those criticisms normally aren't crushing it in life. And also it pushes against their values. So if they don't have a high value on learning, they're not going to want to invest in learning. They're going to think that it's a scam. Just like some people think that cars are a waste of money, but some people love them. Some people think clothes are a waste of money, but some people love it. Some people think school or a university is a scam, but some people think that it's the way to get ahead in life. In society, you're going to have different types of people that respond in different ways based on their value set. And this is why values are one of the most important things that you will ever learn or ever go over. They are so important yet most people get them incorrect or they don't really understand them properly, which is also part of the reason why most people don't get into a consistent rhythm and flow in their life where they just wake up every day, bounce out of bed and enjoy the day and do that for an extended period of time without crashing or burning out. Coming back to some of the key fundamental principles of communication. First of all, if you're not in control, you're out of control, number one. So you've got to control the situation. Don't react. If someone's making you emotional, you've already lost the plot. You've gone out of control. When emotions are high, intelligence is low. But when intelligence is high, our emotions are governed because we use a different part of the brain. 
when we're controlling our emotions, it doesn't mean that we don't feel things, we just don't react to things. But when we're emotional, we tend to react and we use a part of the brain called the amygdala. So we're essentially in survival mode. We're in flight, fight, and freeze response. So what we wanna do is we want to stay calm. We wanna control the situation. I would recommend not to respond for 24 hours. So step one is control yourself. Don't get emotional. Think through the situation, stay calm. If you need to, go for a walk, do whatever you need to do to calm yourself down. Then from there, leave it 24 hours. If you need to write something down to get it off your mind, write it down, but make sure the person's email is not attached to it so that you don't accidentally send it. Leave it 24 hours and then respond. But think about it from the other person's point of view. Don't send it from your reaction or what you want to get across. Think about them. So if they're stressed or they're angry, think they're angry. If I was angry, how would I respond to this email? So put yourself into their shoes because it's the best way of getting through to people. If someone's upset and you just say, well, it's not like that, you know, you're taking this all out of proportion, they're going to blow up. This happens in relationships all the friggin' time because one person gets upset, the other person tries to explain themselves, the other person says, you're not listening, you don't understand me, and then shit blows up. If you just stop, calm yourself down, think about it for a little bit, and then respond by thinking about it from their situation or their point of view and how they feel. When emotions are high, intelligence is low. So if they're emotional, they're not gonna think through things logically. They're thinking through things through their emotions. All emotions are volatile. So what goes up emotionally has to come down emotionally. When you're in your emotions, you peak and trough. That's why emotions burn us out. If you're elated and you get too excited and you get too hyperactive, you'll burn out. If you're burnt out and you're consistently burnt out, you'll look for ways of feeling better again. So you'll probably overeat or overconsume alcohol, take drugs, watch heaps of television. You'll find some way of trying to regulate yourself. If you can be more intelligent, you don't need to do that. And I've gone into that more in some of these podcasts or some of these episodes. If you really want to master this stuff, come to my Thrive Time event. I guarantee it will change your life. It is one of the world's best. And I put my money where my mouth is. I give a money back refund or a money back guarantee that if anyone comes to the event, like Thrive Time, I guarantee it's probably going to be one of the greatest events you'll ever do. And one of the greatest things that you ever do, especially if you want to achieve in the long run or for a long period, if you want to have more sustainable health, better health outcomes, better mental health outcomes, you want to feel more inspired consistently, you want to feel more balanced as a person, I guarantee it will change your life. Like I said, I put my money where my mouth is. But anyway, so we want to control our emotions. We want to stay intelligent and we want to think about things from their point of view. So if I were upset, how would I respond? If I was angry, how would I respond? And then you want to communicate with them in that way. So if somebody's angry, you want to disarm them by being kind or by being nice or by being friendly. Not explaining yourself, not telling them that it's silly to be angry or it's silly to get upset because all you're going to do is arc them up more and they're going to get more upset. And then from there, just respond and play it one step at a time. Just like a chess game, if you've ever played chess before, you've just got to move one piece at a time and then your opponent moves one piece. Most people in communication try to move four or five steps all at once, which then causes massive problems. Be very careful doing that because it can create issues. You might want to stop an argument, but if you move too many pieces all at the same time, it just causes chaos. So you just want to move one piece at one time. You know, if somebody's upset, just think, what's the one move that I can do right now? Do I have to give them a hug? Okay, if it's your intimate partner, you might have to just give them a hug and tell them that you love them. That's the next step. It might just be to sit there and listen to them. Okay, sometimes you've just got to listen to people unwind. Even if they tell you that you're a loser and you're a piece of shit and you never do anything for them, 
you just have to listen to that and say, you know, I understand how you feel. Okay, that can disarm people really, really quickly. There's a really good book if you haven't read it before. It is called Pitch Anything by Oren Cleff, and he talks about framing. And he talks about how different people have different frames of reference. And by pushing up against those frames, it doesn't work well. So great little read. I highly recommend that book, especially if you're in negotiation, deal making, or you want to be better at business, or you just want to stop arguments. That's a great little book. But anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I hope that thinking through this or talking about this helps you think through your communication more effectively with those people around you who might be more volatile or who say things that piss you off consistently or people that you react to. I hope that helps driven mofos. If you're loving this episode, please remember to share it with friends and family. I hope you have a great day. Thanks for being part of this awesome community of driven mofos who want to do better and be better in life. Have a great day and I look forward to joining me back here once again for another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur.